Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And today we have a wonderful guest. Yes, our friend Teresa. We do. Say hello. <laughs> hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. That's great. Chocolate so we, in hand. No, chocolate mm. in hand. I love it. Yeah, we just had a, a delicious dinner and um, we're having a little dessert. And some dark chocolate, some of my, oh, obsessive, my thing, the skinny almonds, which are like the dark chocolate almonds that are so fucking good. I can't get over them. I think they're coated in a little. I'll chew them on mic for everybody. Cocaine. <laughs> um, so we have a super weird setup. Teresa's our first guest that we've had actually in the crib. So exciting. Yeah. And so I'm sitting in a booster, on a booster seat sort of situation. <laughs> Creepily hovering <laughs> over me. Yeah. And so... Uh, those of you watching us, you'll be able to see me. You're welcome. It's going to look great. And my back's going to go out because I feel super young and thin. <laughs> it's going to be great. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about some fun things. Yeah, so this is a really exciting interview. Well, number one, because you can see this beautiful person sitting next to us. We got to share dinner with her. And as you guys know that have been listening, we try and keep our interviews sort of loose format because we really want to hear um we want to hear stories of course yeah um and teresa's got a really i think beautiful and unique story that we're going to hear more about um and so why don't we get started yeah sure huh so why don't you just give us a brief little rundown on who you are um how we know you maybe mm. get nuts mm -hmm. tell us all yeah, the things um all right i am it's funny, your identity changes the second you become a mother. <laughs> I am a mother of two. Awesome. <laughs> That's now the first thing. Mm -hmm. Two adorable um, kiddos. Two adorable kiddos. They're yeah. just wonderful, wonderful children. Um, a little boy who's three, his name is Lockie, and a little girl who's almost nine months old, her name is Simone. Um, and I am the partner of a wonderful person named Damon. Mm. Um, and... I actually know these beautiful beings from <laughs> Damon's brother, Garrett. <clears throat> they all share the love and passion of food and um, brought us together. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, yeah. I grew up in Berkeley, California. That's a big part of my identity. Mm. And um, yoga is also a big part of my identity. Mm. And uh, just connecting to people, mm. I think, is a big part of my identity in, in many different ways. So that's me. Cool. Tell us, I'm actually curious, because I, I think of you as that, like a, a person that connects really deeply with people, and um, the I haven't spent a ton of time with you, but every time I have with you, I feel like, oh, I, don't I know her better than I actually know her? Um, and so I, about you guys. <laughs> I, I'd love yeah. for you to, to, and maybe this isn't true, but do you feel like that's changed since becoming a mama? Um, mm. I'm just so curious. I think, you know, you're like, give a shit factor. Because who you give a shit about is your kids and it's mm. not about what other people think of you. Mm. Yeah. So it just, it has to change. Fuck, another reason that we need to have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I give way too way much too of a fuck about. Shits. Yeah. yeah, so many shit, so many fucks about. Oh my God. What people think of me. Yeah. So let's stop all that. Yeah. Let's have a kid. It's a great way. It's a great. Yeah. That second. That second that you have a kid. Yeah. All of a sudden. I love that idea. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. Um, so I feel like since before, before having kids, I feel like I cared a lot more about like making sure that other people felt comfortable mm. and then after kids I'm finding more and more of being my authentic self and how that also makes people feel mm. comfortable mm. And feel like, uncomfortable or feel comfortable 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah sure yeah yeah because people are attracted to authenticity yeah and so that's yeah. on some level the reason that we have the gargantuan diarrhea mess of a president that we have as <laughs> uh, fake and fucking terrible as he is he's like on some level authentic to some he's some version of authentic to people and mm. people responded to that yeah I don't, don't want to bring him into this but yeah, yeah let's not make let's yeah. not make a, a linear comparison between <laughs> no, but I, Teresa and Trump <laughs> 
but not to be too political about it but this is like what our party needs next round is like we need the, like whoever it is be fucking authentic yeah. Yeah. and just stand for something yeah yeah, yeah. totally i 100 percent agree <laughs> yeah yeah and but authenticity is a really it's a hard thing to to it's it's something that we don't see a lot of in our culture and I think that we, I don't know, I just feel like in the business world and in the social realm, there's so much fronting nowadays, like with Instagram and with everything, like everybody has to have their kind of curated mm. story. Yeah. yeah. And so to see someone who's, that's, I've always felt that about, like you're also someone who, like we're look, we're staring each other in the eyes right now. Yeah. And it's like very few people look into your eyes while they're speaking to you. Mm -hmm. And I do it like pretty intensely and people sometimes like will call me out on it and they're mm -hmm. like, I wish Stop you didn't me. look at me so hard when you talk. <laughs> but there's like, something I think cool about it. Yeah. It's like, this yeah. is like a human moment. We're talking, yeah. we're connecting and it's, and since the day that we've met you, like it's authenticity is like a word that I would use for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Nice that, that's sort of, I'm, I'm just thinking of another question because you're, I, I think being a woman and then also being a mama there's a um there's a lot that gets um sort of transferred to you and there's a particular way to be a mom and a particular way to be a working mom and a particular way to have a birth and breastfeed and all the things and so i'm curious how you've nav if if that's been your experience that you've sort of felt that pressure and how you've navigated that now through a second babe your community. Mm. Um, I mean, I could not. Of course, your partner is your rock mm. yeah. and like your person, right? But my like girlfriends and my girlfriends that are moms, like my two best girlfriends who we text nearly daily about everything, everything. Yeah. Yeah, like they're my sounding boards, they're my vent sesh people, mm. they're my wise women, and I would not be able to do every day without them. Yeah, for sure. They have kids. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, one of them has two kids, and one of them has one kid, and <clears throat> they're just they're amazing, beautiful people, mm. and they they both work, mm. and one of them is just like like. Lisa is just like a fucking lady boss. Like she <laughs> has a really high yes. position yeah. and she's yeah. working her ass off. And mm. she is also just like a tender, amazing mom mm. with an insanely stubborn little three-year-old girl mm. who's just like her mm. and like in the best way. Mm. Um, and yeah, she she's a great example of working moms. And then... Sue is just like, I don't know. She's like my parent guru. Like mm. she's like who I go to if any parent question comes up and she's just like is insanely wise and all love cool. all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so amazing to have a support system and to have, Critical. I don't know. Yeah, of course. And just, and you know, and we, and we, we've talked about this a couple times on the show, but you know, we, uh, Rini miscarried right before 12 weeks. So right before we were going to like start telling people and before we had kind of our network set Except up. for the podcast. Mm -hmm. What's that? <laughs> Thank you. For that what did I say? She said, listen to the podcast. Oh yeah. Listen to the fucking podcast. And right. And it was, and so, you know, and it's, and we've talked about this again on the show, like is that we have a couple people in our world that like started telling people right away and like we love the idea of like oh yeah like you can have your network from the jump mm. um and and i just i don't know i i love the idea that like circling the wagons after the miscarriage we kind of like understood that we needed to like who are the people in our lives that have been the most supportive and and are not just fucking road dogs that are there for us no matter what and it's and it's it's obvious who it is like and they've popped up or they've just maintained and, and stayed there and it's great yeah. and um i can't even imagine like with action with a child and like when we have a kid like mm. you know it's it's so important to have those things kind of established and and then to meet the people that are going to be like your new rocks and things like that i just yeah. i love the idea of it because it is like i think part of the reason for me kind of switching my mind or changing my mind about wanting to well, like whether or not we we're going to have a kid was like 
seeing people like well for I, I saw a dad I was at Mount Hood and I saw this dad with a little daughter and he was like teaching her how to ski and I was like so I'm just not gonna go through that I'm just gonna like we're not gonna have a kid no fuck that like I want to be up here teaching my little girl how to mm. ski and that was like the day that I was like we should start trying mm. to have a kid mm. and and I think kind of around the same time just totally apropos of nothing I don't know if I'd even mention it to you but you kind of had a similar thing mm. that was like motivated you and we both like switch like 180 degrees like let's try to have a kid crazy yeah. yep so yeah. well and i i love yeah. that you're you have a community of women where it's you guys are all sort of each other's touchstones and it's there's not a like competition for world's best mama it's just like hey you've i'm gonna go to her for this because this is what she embodies and this is how awesome she is and it's that's really beautiful yeah it is really beautiful especially as you touched on in this world of like mom comparison mm. comparing moms mm-hmm. and like the <laughs> weird things that women do totally yeah yeah sniping each other i mean it's um, out mom each other yes oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why do why does that happen? Every mom is momming so hard. Yeah. Like yeah. every mom. Mom. Yeah. 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 Um I think so I think one of the main reasons that we'll like we'd love to hear your stories of your of your baby making and kiddo having and all the things. One of the main reasons that I think we wanted to have you on was was because of um to t- hear some stories about kind of like home birth and some of the decisions that you made around like how you wanted to have your children. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you give us a rundown? Um, so I definitely came from a community that, uh, outside of hospital birth, which is the technical term, mm-hmm. um, was one that was accepted and supported mm-hmm. and encouraged, mm-hmm. um, both from my girlfriends who had kids before me, mm-hmm. um, but also from my mom and Damon's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so Damon's one of four and... The two boys, Damon and Garrett, who came first, were born in a hospital, and the two girls, Kate and Jesse, were born at home. Mm. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> in, in Anchorage, and so, yeah. um, and then both me and my brother were born at home. And true, to be honest, I don't know why my parents had an out-of-hospital birth, other than um, I think it was just a bit more normal in Berkeley in the eighties. Yeah, mm. sure. If there was a place where that was more normal, <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like. <laughs> That's the place. Yeah. yeah. That's the epicenter. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Yeah. Was there any um, uh, sort of, like, is it a family lineage? Like, had your grandmothers also done the same? I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I know that my dad's mom, I'm pretty sure that my dad and his two brothers were born in a hospital. Mm. She was a nurse, and Damon's mm. dad's mom was also a uh, a nurse. Oh, okay. so I think that they were all born in hospitals. And my my mom's mom, she had five kids, and I think they were all hospital. But okay. um, yeah, which now that you're making me think of it, I wonder if they were like, I'd love to hear their stories. Right. Well, that's that's sort of my curiosity as we were thinking about um, what what sort of birth we would like. Our both of our moms entered into our minds, and we thought. Out of hospital births might be a, a tough sell. So yeah, it's really it's just interesting to hear having a supportive community and how that obviously influences your decision. Yeah, I wish I could like state all the facts of like how um, more successful out of hospital births mm-hmm. can be than in hospital births, um, but I don't have that in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Well, we just want to know your story, right? And we do have you know people in our Resources. life that well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but we also have people that on the opposite side of things that are like all out of hospital births go terribly, right? You know, right. and so it's just I, I think it's like yeah. I want to hear this. St- like I don't know. Yeah, there's a so the, our show kind of the premise of it is like telling the untold stories of women's health. Yeah, and so some of those stories I think it kind of tax negative, just because. How often are people telling, like, oh my gosh, like this is, I just had a wonderful experience with, you know, people want to tell the sensational stories yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think there's something about out of hospital births, home births, or whatever that people want to, like, they want to think that it's scary. They want to think that it's all these things. And I don't know. I don't want to hear those stories. I want to hear the, all the positive stories because yeah. it's, it's an overwhelming majority of them are positive. 
so from having an in-hospital and an out-of-hospital birth and that compare and contrast, like, out-of-hospital was, like, so much smoother, better, magical, mm. if it could be. Um, yeah. But I do want to pause and let your listeners know that although I did grow up in Berkeley, although I do practice yoga, and I do believe in a lot of holistic alternative <laughs> medicine, I voted I, for Trump, and I will. All the, and I will. <laughs> no, confessional, and confessional. Twenty twenty, baby. <laughs> now I have um, an engineering degree. Ooh. I am a strong, strong um, advocate for evidence-based medicine, education, yes. science. Yeah. Um, and I I know there's a lot of bullshit that happens in holistic care, and I know there's a lot of bullshit that happens in medical care, mm-hmm. and it's important for me that we do our research and to make sure that we're making safe and intelligent decisions for our bodies. Amen, sister. <laughs> how, how do you think I felt about what she just said? I think you... <laughs> You hurt me a little bit. You came in so hot into the microphone that we're sharing. You ripped off some of my mustache hairs. Much of this show I spend reading through, pouring through research, which is, I'm sure, really thrilling for people oh, that yeah. are listening, but it just really excites me, especially being in the in the complementary medicine field. So yeah. One, I very much appreciate that. If you turned into last episode, she talked about basically that she's able to orgasm strictly from footnotes. <laughs> And bibliographies, so. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, it's That's awesome. The truth. <gasps> Did you say this was cited? Oh, my God. Primary resource? Yeah. Ooh. I don't even know. And, and, and on the last episode, I also proved that I didn't know those things. I did not go to an Ivy League college because I don't know how the fuck any of it works. And I think I've cited things four times in my life. So. Yeah. I like superscript numbers, though. Huge fan they're of that. So tiny. I love. They're so yeah, tiny. They're just like, oh, especially mm, like in dollhouse furniture. Yes. I'm gonna bite them. Dollhouse <laughs> 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 furniture. Like a dollhouse fork. I'm just like, oh, what's that little four doing over there? All right, we've derailed as we usually Yay! do, but um, but so so that's really interesting. So what having all of that, and then what really drew you to an out of hospital birth? Yeah. Um, I guess I have always felt that there is a very important place and time for Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but hospitals scare me. Mm. Um, and it's a place to me that I associate with trauma mm. and where you go when something is really wrong and you mm. need help. And they're a wonderful place because they do have a lot of monitoring. The staff in general is insanely compassionate. Um, but it's also like flooded with bacteria mm. and like, mm. despite its sterile nature, it's like really dirty. Yeah. yeah. And when I am, the idea of bringing this very vulnerable little life into that environment Mm. was just scary to me Mm. and not only that like labor and birth is one of the most vulnerable things you can do and like hospitals are the because they're required to like monitor you all the time it just felt so invasive Mm. and at this time in which you were sharing such a pivotal moment with your partner Mm. um to have like onlookers almost Mm. it just it just it it didn't feel right to me like Mm. i i didn't want i didn't want that experience and and i say that with all respect to people who do have hospital births because I know for one, like one of my best friends is comforted by mm. that type of monitoring because mm-hmm. it is, I mean, it, it, you know, they know, and many women I am really good friends with are comforted by that monitoring mm-hmm. because they know that the baby's healthy. They know that the mom's healthy. They know that half an arm's distance away, there is fluids or there's, um, 
a NICU or whatever yeah. they need mm -hmm. if something should go wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that they are, they're comforted by that. Mm -hmm. And when you go through labor and um, that very intense time, you have to have what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. And so, yeah, utmost respect to people who want to do either way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it does speak to the kind of bio individuality and like personality of, of, you know, who you are going through anything. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, you know, like whatever the trauma might be. I mean, and then, you know, we've told the story before, but I mean, like when Corinne had the miscarriage, it was one of the hardest parts of it that we didn't really talk about was that was the, it, the interruption element of it, mm -hmm. of being in a hospital was, there's so much fucking beeping. beeping. There's so many things to check. There's so many like, yeah, all of the things. <laughs> and we were in like a hospital that was trying to be a little more like woke about things. And they kind of had like, I mean, I, I think the idea generally was that they were trying to have like less machines in the room mm -hmm. or whatever. They, I mean, it, I don't know. It felt like we were on the set of a robot orgy because there was just like <laughs> beeping machines just left and right and so many fucking tubes and all the things. And so, um, uh, and then we were like fucking so sad. I mean, yeah, this was going through like, a trauma. Yeah. And, um, and like we would have a moment together where we'd be like crying or, you know, I'd be like hugging with her or spooning her or something like on the bed. And then, you know, the nurse would come in who was like a very sweet person, but, you know, it was just like, I don't know, sad coitus interruptus. Like, you know, she was kind of like coming in and just being like, oh, hi, guys, I have to just come in and check the beeping machine. Yeah. And we were like, fuck, I don't know. We're like vomiting and crying right now. Like, yeah. it's it's super sad. Right. So I get it. I mean, I totally, yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because I've talked with a fair amount of women that have had the birth plan and then their it was their plan wasn't executed their baby had a whole nother plan totally right i feel like that's every yeah. every laborer i've heard of yeah yeah did you have that experience either with yeah with Lockie or with simone yeah so with with Lockie, um we were planning on an out-of-hospital birth we were mm. planning on having a birth center at, at a wonderful center here in portland called alma um and long story short there was concern that my placenta was pooping out. And so um, I wasn't growing very much towards the end. But again, we have, we have so much information at our fingertips because of these wonderful scientific advances, but sometimes it's too much information. Mm. So there was red flags that were really not red flags. I'm just mm. a small person. Right. My mm. baby's small. Mm. I'm not going to grow very much towards the end. Mm. That was just it. Mm. But okay. that, that became concerning. Mm. Um, and so we made the decision with our midwives that we should go to the hospital. Mm. And in the end, um, and I had to get induced, and anybody who has had an induction labor, it's a long slog. Mm. Um, and it's un it is unnatural, right? You're telling your body to do something that it's not ready to do. And... Um, yeah, so it, it makes your body fights it. Mm. Um, so it was a long slog, and in the end, my placenta was fine, Lockie was fine, everything would have been fine if we were out of hospital, but we had that additional information. Right. And had we you know, done it over, we probably would have made the same decision. You, mm -hmm. wanted, you always want to do what's best for your baby. And of course. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So, um, yeah, but it definitely kind of left this taste in my mouth of like that was too invasive mm. and um I was really fortunate that I had like such supportive my midwives um I had three midwives and they became my doulas in the process mm. at the hospital and so they were our 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 wisdom mm. the whole time and we had to make so many decisions mm. in the hospital you have to make so many decisions mm. and it's crazy to be making decisions when you've been in labor for 24 hours mm. and you still have to make another decision about right. how they're gonna break your water and that fucking hurts mm. and like every all those steps of the way and um so but our midwives were there and they were really supportive and they helped us explain what was going on and in, they were our trusted voice, you know? Cool. And, oh, that is another wonderful thing about out-of-hospital births. Like, a, a lot of times in hospital births, you don't necessarily guarantee your doctor. Right. When you do an right. out-of-hospital birth, you're guaranteed that it's, like, 
your midwife or your backup midwife. Right. And also you have this strong relationship with them because your appointments aren't 15 minutes long, they're an hour mm. long. Right. And you build this connection idea. and mm. they they know you, they know what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with, they know how to explain information to mm-hmm. you. Mm. Like, oh my God. Mm. Like, in, when you start something new and it is going on right there and you have these split second pains and sensations mm. and... Mm. All sorts of things you want to be able to understand what words people sure. are telling you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I felt just like insanely fortunate that um, that they became our doulas, mm. and then our our main midwife Melissa um, was our same midwife with Simone. Mm. Oh, cool. She, yeah, which was oh, so you went back to Alma and decided because this this birth center will do a, a birth center birth or a home birth, They right? will, but actually Melissa broke off with her friend oh. to make a home birth practice. Oh. And so we actually... We know them. Oh, you do? Yep. Oh! Rose City Midwifery. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah! Yeah, we, totally. yeah, we met them. You did? Yeah. They're, oh, they're, they're wonderful. Melissa is like the sage of all mothers. Yeah. You get that sense just from meeting her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah like steadiest hand I've ever seen, you know, and just talk about authenticity. Mm. She is maybe the most authentic person. Yeah. Ever. That's, that is, that's a great word for her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll have these in the show notes for sure. Like a link to both of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of the midwife. Yeah. Uh, and uh, birth centers. Yeah. yeah. They're great. I mean, They're great. Cool. And they do for people who are wanting in hospital birth, they will do all of your prenatal care and then you can have a hospital birth. Mm. Like, I know that's, kind of that's best. wonderful. That's yeah. really wonderful. God, I was hearing, I heard a thing about, um, someone in kind of the sphere of our world who had a free birth, like, what? so no prenatal, anything, oh, wow. home birth, no support. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's bold. I, that, that is, is bold. I mean, that it's wild. stretches that, my comfort level. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it it certainly stretches mine. I feel it twisted yeah. my stomach up. Right, right. right. But I mean, it's that. like, wow, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So I think it's it's super, you know, and again, your journey is your journey. And your body, your choice. Women all the have things. been doing it. Ooh, sure. I know. Yeah, right. So, yeah. It's a lot of women. Used to be just, the way. Yeah, go out <laughs> in the woods and have your baby, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. All the stories. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's great. I mean, and I love that it's those groups too i mean and portland is such a I, I don't know how unique portland is uh from a birth center slash midwife perspective it feels unique mm. i mean it feels like there's more support and more i mean i don't know again like of any city like you were saying of berkeley like yeah. of any city that's gonna have like an unbelievable midwife home birth situation yeah. out of hospital birth situation portland is like I mean, we're fucking with it. Yeah. It's like so part of our brand identity. Oh, yeah. I mean, the woman that you get your birth, your out-of-hospital birth kit supplies yeah. is here in Portland. And oh, okay. And she yeah. ships all over the country. Okay. Like, she doesn't have to be, but she's here. And, of course, randomly, like when Simone is a, like one month old or something, I meet her at a party. Oh, Amazing. nice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what was I she did like? your house. <laughs> what was she like? She is exactly what you would picture. Yeah. Like, super laid back. Like, yeah, I sell scoopers for the birthing tubs out of my yes. house. Like, yeah. She's just, yeah. she, yes. she's great. Yeah. That's cool. She has, like, a son who's super sweet. She, yeah, yeah has her own birth kit supply business. Cool. So yeah. did you, did you do it in a tub? I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you have, you can have that option or not, and... We have a big bathtub in our house, but I like really, actually it was my, um, another woman who's awesome in this Portland community, uh, who owns Zanana Spa and she's just oh, yeah. holistic totally. pelvic hair, health care yeah. guru. <laughs> you almost said pelvic hair. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens to be there too. That's there too. Yeah. All part of the game, folks. Oh my God. Yeah. I just like flashing back to all these conversations I have with Lockie about <laughs> <laughs> how why does Papa have no hair over his vagina and you have hair over your vagina? (laughs) (laughs) Is that his hybrid? Pagina? Oh, yeah, that's his hybrid. Amazing. Pagina. Yeah, Yeah. Pagina. I love it. Um, uh, But anyway, um, Kelly Berg, who's 
awesome. Mm. Um, she, now I'm blanking why I was going to talk about her. Sorry, I totally derailed it. No, no, I think the vagina <laughs> derailed it. Um, no, I think we looked at that. Well, you were just saying Public that... Care. that <laughs> Public care. That Public health care. Public health care. Part yeah. of Portland's really amazing oh. community, too. Yeah, and so, like, before, like, during my um, postpartum with Lockie and then prenatal um, with Simone, I just was able to get both, like, just prenatal massages and, like, holistic pelvic care mm. work which was awesome and mm. just like another support system that we mm. offer yeah. here in portland yeah cool. um which is so important i mean like your pelvic floor is a lot of complicated muscles and we don't like to talk about it but it's pretty important for yeah. things to function pre and post having a baby cool would you if you're comfortable would you talk a little bit more about that because i i don't know how many people listening will know anything about holistic pelvic care and sort of what that entails and what it means yeah Um, yeah um i mean like you can probably speak better to the anatomy but in a cursory way you know vaginas are are down lower than (laughs) belly buttons yes and uh shoulders Dr. Sheep. Oh, you were saying to me, right? Yeah. yeah. You can Vaginas speak. are down there. <laughs> Pelvic areas by vagina area. I think vagina. it's vagina. Yeah. Vagina. Your vagina <laughs> is near real. your belly button and but- butthole. Yeah. Not to be confused. With Don't the confuse them. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. a doctor. Um, there's a lot of muscles and tissue in your pelvic floor, mm. and that's that is responsible for like holding up like some of your organs, Mm. your critical organs, and not to mention like preventing you from peeing yourself. Mm. Um, And so like anything that needs to be like any muscle or tissue in our body, it needs to be paid attention to, it needs to be exercised, it needs to be um, like made sure that there aren't like adhesions and things Mm. getting stuck and so holistic Pelvic healthcare is just looking at like what is going on both externally, internally, and with all the muscles like your legs and your mm. abdomen of like what's going on with all of that so that you can function so mm. that you don't, your uterus doesn't fall out, which does happen to some women, mm. and your bladder isn't sitting too low that, such that you're peeing yourself, mm. and your mm-hmm. muscles are able to expand and contract. and. Birth is traumatic mm. for all of all of the things mm. down there. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to repair it just as you would if you cut your arm mm. or if you yeah. pulled your quad or mm. whatever else in your yeah. body. God, thanks for talking about that because I, I think that that's another piece that we, as women, it's like, you know, for I, I think for me the the whole kind of pelvic floor area is like that sort of pleasure zone, and outside of that, what what else am I doing down there? Yeah. Um. But I actually had a a, a pelvic care appointment, and she was like, "No, you gotta like know what's actually going on in there. Like, can you feel things? Can mm-hmm. you you know?" And so it's it's so interesting to think about it not just as a like erogenous zone, but also is this, yes, it's a thing that gives birth. It's where you pee. It's where mm-hmm. you hold up a lot of organs. It's also where you're structurally, if you're an athlete, you're using that totally. pelvic floor all the time because it's connected to so many other muscles. Yeah. And so I really appreciate you bringing that up because I think it's it gets lost. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. if you want to be athletic after you have a baby. Yeah. Right. Like jumping is a different experience mm. after you have a baby mm. and like yeah. you don't want to i don't want to pee myself all the time <laughs> when i try <Yeah. laughs> right it's, it's not, gonna happen sometimes sure, sure. but you know yeah, yeah rather yeah. not maybe sometimes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome um well i i'd love to maybe just hear one more um I don't know. You've had two births. It sounds like you've had two very different births. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious as to like a nugget of some variety from your first birth and then a nugget of some variety from your second birth. I don't, whatever that sort of means to you, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So with Lockie, 31 hours of labor, um, and I resisted Pitocin for as long as I possibly could Mm. and, and was very stubborn and only, allowed them to give me a very small amount. So I made it a lot harder on myself than I needed mm. 
than I needed to be, but it's also how I believed it should have be. Um, and it was a really traumatic birth that I had to do a lot of crying and processing mm. afterwards. Mm. And like, yeah, it was, it, of course it did not go how I thought it was originally going to go. And, um, yeah, it was hard. I mean, I w- have never felt that much joy and love before in my life when Lockie came out and I saw him. Mm. Whew, for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, going through that, like it was, it was really challenging and sad. Mm. Um, so that was, I guess, that anecdote, yeah. like that nugget. And yeah. again, I would not have been able to be so strong and not have drugs. Oh, I tried the nitrous does not do shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just let's just be real about I that. I had a really funny offering. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, like, that, thanks. That, it no. also feels like, thanks. what fucking time machine did we just get into? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, okay, with it. Um, <laughs> but, like, then with Simone being at home... Um, First of all, I kind of knew what I was getting into. Yeah. I, I had done it once. I was going in it with two people that were both there for the entire time, Damon and my midwife, and three people actually. Kate, my sister-in-law, was there the entire time with Lockie and the entire time with Simone. Come on, Kate. Yeah. And Kate actually was um, the second call with Simone. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Simone came. I went into labor. um, Well, I started having contractions early in the day, but then I went into labor around 1030 at night Mm. and Lockie and Damon were already asleep next to me in bed. And I knew it was going to be a long night and I needed Damon to be like energized. So I let him sleep and I called my midwife Oh wow, really? and I called my midwife and I called Kate and Kate came over. And so Lockie and Damon were sleeping. They Sleeping. didn't know that you left? No, no. Wow. Awesome. How, what did, you leave? did you leave them like a, uh, some breadcrumbs? <laughs> <laughs> I made them, I then made them breakfast and yeah. got it to them in bed. Yeah, you had, there, was like, yeah there was like a waffle <laughs> ransom note or whatever that said like, I'm at. <laughs> I am in pain. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I dilated this much in the living room. <laughs> anytime now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the hot tub downstairs. <laughs> Not so hot. Wow. Um, yeah, so um, wow. I was really, really lucky to have her by my side That's awesome. through both of them. She's and a badass. She's a badass in so, so many ways. Another lady boss beyond belief. Yeah, um, LB. And authentic and loving person. Yeah. That's Just great. a wonderful person. So I had her by my side um, for the first couple hours of the of the real thick stuff. Mm. Um, and my midwife told me, cause I said like, when, when should I wake up Damon and Lockie? Cause Lockie was going to be there until it was time that he shouldn't be. Mm. And my right. parents were going to pick him up and bring him to their, their little house. Um, so my midwife was like, you'll know when it's time. Yeah. And because I hadn't gone into spontaneous labor before, I just oh. like, it was like this new world for me. Yeah. Like, even though I had done it once, I mm. just didn't also know the things yeah. that happen. Cool. Um, and so I was like, all right. And sure enough, like, you know, you mm. know, things get getting more intense and it's like, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to need the big arms. So, yeah. Um, Hmm. at that point, I think it was like an hour and a half or two hours later. I feel like, I feel like I woke them up around midnight Mm. and my midwives came over and it was so cool because it's like so still Mm. at that time of night, you know? Sure, totally. So it was just really still and quiet in the house and I was laboring on the couch downstairs and Lockie and Damon were upstairs and then, you know, my midwives start showing up and they're, they're just these quiet magical beings that just Mm. go and set up all the things and Mm. you know like they're gonna be your love and support through Mm. the whole time and um yeah so they're like doing stuff and my parents arrive and um Lockie actually was with me on the couch for 
the first like hour that he woke up from like 12 mm. to one. Mm. And that was like one of the sweetest things ever. He has like these two stuffed animals, bunny and dog. Guess what they are? Uh, <laughs> 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 they, um, you know, they snuggle with him all night and he, he um, was so sweet. I would have a contraction and I would get visibly like in a lot of pain and he would kind of shy away for a minute. Mm. And then as soon as the contraction would fade, he'd say, mama, do you want bunny and dog to make it feel better? It's just like, he got it, you know, he got it and he was so compassionate. And it was just like one of those moments that you're like, oh my God, this is why we live, you know, like this is why we are human. And yeah, so he, um, he was awesome. And then right, he left right when I started getting really bad. And actually I, turns out my severe pain um, symptom is total puke fest. So oh, cool. I'm a like total puke fest laborer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with Lockie and definitely with Simone. So he still talks about how when Simone was coming <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of my uterus, <laughs> Mama had a big cough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, right when that started happening, fortunately, my parents were already there and they're like, and it's time to go to our house. Yeah. yeah, So they left and, um, then like the labor started getting a lot more intense and we had a birthing tub and, and we decided to have the birthing tub. Oh, this is why. Mm. Because Kelly Burke was like, you want the birthing tub. Like you have a bathtub, but you want the birthing tub. Mm -hmm. And she was a hundred percent right. It's just like this big pillowy, squishy thing that's soft and it's huge and you can mm. really move around and it was just wonderful mm. so I made it upstairs and labored upstairs in the coolest part of the labor and I think like definitely Damon would say so um, is I was able to get into this meditative state I think mm. is like how I would describe mm. it um, where with each contraction and this is not an uncommon thing mm. um, each contraction I would have a labor song and it's oh. just like this, whatever it is for every mama, it's, for me, it was just like this, like, like I felt like I sounded like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, and, So you were audibly oh, yeah. Yeah, singing. And yeah. that song allowed... Saying, Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> Wouldn't you think my, my collection's complete? complete. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. Wow. What do you think I'm the girl? <laughs> <laughs> Who had everything? Yeah. yeah. Who had everything? Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Um, but was what sort of a, what do you mean by labor song? So uh, why I said the little mermaids because to me it sounded like ah. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. But part. I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure it was much more guttural and much <laughs> more like animalistic. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but I mean, Damon said it was beautiful. Mm. Um, nice work, but Damon. it was. <laughs> Solid answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it really got me through. It allowed me to manage the pain. It was it was mind blowing because mm. it was like, as soon as the contraction would come on, I would start like singing that song, and as it intensified, I would get louder, and then it would help me like dissipate the pain. Mm. And for a majority of the labor, the pain was manageable. Mm. Um, and I shouldn't say it was just the labor song. I mean, I had one, my Melissa, like rubbing my leg. And mm. I don't, I mean, just from her like guru experience and spidey senses, she knew exactly where to push on my leg to remind wow, yeah. me to relax into the pain. And, mm. and yeah, like the way that she says things, mm. the guidance that she gives with each contraction and, and oh yeah. And Sue having this mantra that she would, tell Kate and Damon to say Mm. and yeah just all those things like really got me Mm. into the zone and cool yeah so I would say for 90% of the labor it was not that painful yes it was painful but Mm. it was manageable and Mm. it was like 
I, f- I remember feeling in my head, like, I could totally do this, like, so <laughs> confident, like, yeah, this isn't bad. I'll have all the babies. Like, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I got this song. I got this tub. Like, I'm good. I'll puke five million times. But I'm good. Yeah. Like, I can big cough all night. Yes. Yeah. Big cough. <laughs> Bunny and dog are by my side. Bunny and dog. Oh, they'll get you through. Um, but wow. then... Yeah, the last 10% when right. shit gets really intense. Yeah. Um, it's just painful and yeah, really sure. hard. And um, I remember with Lockie, because the labor was so long, like pushing felt relieving. Mm. Like it just felt like, oh, this isn't bad. And so I was anticipating that with Simone, it would feel the same way. Like mm. pushing would be relieving. Mm. Um but it was not. Not so much. Mm. No, no. Like yeah. I remember feeling like a like a whimpering dog, like just mm. saying. And Kate, I think afterwards was like, "Yeah, when you were like, this is fucking painful." <laughs> 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 and it was like real bad. Um, but I, again, like you know that I think that start to finish of that really intense time was 18 minutes. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, every woman is different. You can do a lot of things for 18 minutes. Yeah. You know? and yeah. Um, That's like an episode of Modern Family without the uh, commercials. commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a sitcom. Yeah. yeah. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Just put it on. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Just watch yeah. Friends on Hulu. No ads. No ads. 18 minutes. Premium. Yeah. You have to buy premium beforehand. That's well, true. You do have to have premium. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Checklist. God, Teresa, that, um, I know, I've like gotten teary and I've laughed my tits off and um, <laughs> you've like dropped some wisdom and knowledge and it was really amazing. Really amazing to talk to you. So, Thank you for just being open to do this and um, and for sharing your birth stories. Yeah. It's really incredible. My pleasure. Um, we've got one last thing. You game? Game. Okay. So with um, with all of our interviewees so far, minus one because we, yeah. we forgot because we we're forget. not professional. We have a five favorites list. So we're going to ask you sort of rapid fire, five favorite questions. And you just give us the first thing that pops it's like into your mind. It reminds me of that show at the directors. Yes. Direct- yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sure. It's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pulled together and all the things. It's totally driven. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, first, well the first question, and I must admit the first question kind of comes from a place where a lot of our stories that are being told like some of them are like are traumatic or, mm. you know, maybe have had some kind of negative things that have happened for people. And so our first question is, why don't you tell us the most recent positive experience you had with a healthcare professional? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I feel like I have a lot of positive experiences. So it's hard to I know say. this is the thing is this is a yeah. very positive episode. So yeah. you might not even need, you might not have to answer that. Yeah. I feel okay. like my whole birthing process was awesome. a positive experience that's amazing yeah i love that take notes um <laughs> number two let's do oh 2020 candidate your favorite oh, currently God. i know i know we got to do it though i mean and ticket i think give us top and bottom ticket oh yeah top yeah. And bottom. man okay so i have like been abstaining from the debates because mm-hmm. that's cool they're hard to watch they're yeah. hard to watch and i feel like it's it's a more, fucking clown it's, car yeah it's doing like worse it's doing terrible things. I feel like to never kind of yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, I have I one think she's wonderful, and two from Oakland, Kamala, mm-hmm. yeah. Kamala yes. Harris. Love yeah. it. I, I thought it's the right answer, but it's a very good. Answer. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm saying we're just we know we're 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 neutral. <laughs> like, we're not fucking neutral. We love Kamala. Uh, but ticket, I don't know. I feel like so like I want her to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we're ready for it, as sad as that is mm. to say. I hate saying it. I, yeah. So I don't know. And I feel like in order to balance that and get more votes, I got to choose like a white man. And I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Buttigieg? I know. I want to say him, but I feel like 
the gay experience is going to knock it all. It's going to be too many. <laughs> I don't even know about that. See, I'm staying. I'm staying out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, well, it's just like a black woman and then a gay man and whatever. I, I'm fucking. That's my ticket. Yeah. Is Kamala Buttigieg? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, sounds dreamy. Yeah, because it can't be Kamala. It's not Kamala Joe. Oh no, like he's not going to fucking take second seat. Take those teeth and go home. Take those pearly whites and kick brick. Mr. Defensive. Um, what? I said Mr. Defensive. Oh, Mr. Defensive, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Okay, number three. Favorite 90s makeout song. Ooh. Oh, my mm. God. Oh, yeah. Uh, can um, be slow dance song, can be dry hump song. However, whatever you, yeah, wanna, however yeah. you God, made there's out. There's just like so many, but I feel like the first one that came into my mm-hmm. mind was Cupid. Yes. Oh, by 112? Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah, so Wonderful. good. Wonderful. My number, so I'm at the I'm in the Pelican uh, Brewery <laughs> Mug Club, uh-huh. and they were like, well, what number do you want your mug to be? And I was like, 112. <laughs> yeah, the players will. Like, so my 112, yeah. Well, I'm, remember how you said it to the yeah. to the bartender? You said 112, and he goes, where the players dwell. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. That song is so good. I can it's think so of it right good. now, and I was oh, like... Oh, it's so sexy. Yeah. Where the, the beat drops the little, in, like, yeah. real quiet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. good one. I'm not going to say who I was making out with to that song, but she knows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he knows. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. They remember. That's good. Um, let's do, ooh, number four, uh, favorite swear word. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to be. Yeah, Queen of all really, swear words. It is. It really yeah. does exist yeah. on top of the pile. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I say it too much in front of my three-year-old. <laughs> Whatever. You also cough a lot in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Big cough and the fuck? Oh, man. <laughs> they go together a lot. Uh, <laughs> I like that question. Yeah. yeah. It's a great one. And it used, the answer is usually fuck. Yeah. I know. Um, so okay, last but not least, favorite comfort food. Mm. Eat your feelings snack, your feelings as we snack. say on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Pesto. Wow. Pesto. Really? Okay. Like just on its own? I mean, yeah, but with pasta. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got to have the carbs. Yeah. Got to so have sweet. the carbs. So good. That's good. Yeah. Got 112 while saying fuck because the pesto is so good. Yeah. That's a moment. And while Kamala's winning. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Aunt giving birth? Oh yeah! Oh my god! And there's a really like With wonderful Melissa rubbing your thigh. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! In done. the tub. It's done. Yeah. Let's do it. Hybridize it all. Yeah. That's the way to live life. <laughs> this was super fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week to Mikey and Rin Stay In. And of course, as always, I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight, oh, we're, we're gonna stay, stay in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was in 112. <laughs> Clearly. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. Yeah, thank you. That was-